Welcome our smutty little friends to our season finale for season six. And today we're going to be sliding between the pages with Eloise Tynan. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. We are very excited to talk about your sports romance. But first, let's just get into a little bit about you. So you are obsessed with, and I love how this is explained, reading kissing books. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an apt explanation. It's true. I, you know that feeling when you read nonfiction and you're just like, when do they kiss? Yes. Oh, my God, the whole time. The whole yeah. time I'm like, like we're so close and then something will happen and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, and so all your stories do include strong heroines and swoony heroes mixed with laughter and a whole lot of love and a little bit of heat, which, you know, who can't get on board with that? <laughs> um, you have lived all around the world, including three states within Australia, which is where you currently live. But you've also lived in the US and the UK. Where's your favourite? Oh, my God. Like it's, how do you compare them? They're so different. Like <laughs> Australia is obviously unlike anywhere else. We're so far away from everything. Yes. Um, I don't know. Oh, I mean, I have to say Australia because I'm Australian. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to say, look, it's just, you know, obvious answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did love living in the US and the UK and yeah. like even living in the US, we lived in Detroit and the US, each state is like its own little country. Of so course. You could live in four different states and it would be like living in four different, different places. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I only got a taste of it. But I think that's where the influence comes from. That's why I write American-based books because it was like my formative years. I was in high school when I was over there. So it's had a deep impact on me, clearly. Absolutely. Oh, and we can get on board for it as well. Um so at the moment you've got your first series out and it is Pearson U um, series. There are two books out so far, Waiting to Score and Shooting to Win, and then book three is due to come out on the 27th of April. Um, so I think for anybody that hasn't started the series yet, it's the perfect time to get into it because by the time you've finished books one and two, you'll be really ready to get on board with book three. And if anybody wants to, you can go to Eloise's, um, webpage and see the covers. So there are discrete covers, but there's also, um, hot guy covers. And let's just say we're on board with all three of the models <laughs> used, um, but I think it's book three that has Lockie on it. It does, um, yeah. And, you know, Lockie, Lockie's our sweetheart. So we're, we're here for that. We love Lockie. Um, but, yes, let's get into book one to start with and give a little bit of an overview of that for anybody that's kind of new to your, new to your work. Um, now, this is a college sports romance, fake dating. There is a stalker aspect. Um but honestly, the first scene, it just really drags you in because you have Monty um, and she's like a little bit socially awkward <laughs> and she's standing there. We just we just jump straight into the scene. She's just standing there freaking out because she's seeing somebody across the quad and randomly grabbing a stranger's hand. Um, and he's like, um, can I help you? 
And she's like, yeah, so like this is, you know, I need you to pretend you're my boyfriend. But then before any of that discussion continues, she just goes in for the kiss. And I'm like, what a way to meet somebody. I mean, you're really just trying the goods before you even get involved, right? Totally. And I think (laughs) if you're going to jump anyone, make it a hot jock. Right. Well. And the thing is, she didn't even realize who he was when she did it, which makes it even more funny because it's it's West who and he is like the hot college basketball player, you know, hot shot, everybody wants him. Um, and of course, Monty B Monty, she's just like, okay, so yeah, we, you know, I need you to do this for me. And then afterwards, you know, instead of being like, yeah, thanks for that. She just like insults him and says, yeah, by the way, you kiss like you're a statue. And I mean, it wasn't remotely true, but I mean, his friends got a good laugh out of that. This is fun having your books interpreted back to you. This is way more fun than when I read them on my own, read them back on my own. Um, Yeah, I mean, one of my favourite things about that scene is actually Van and Bant. Yes. Like in the background of it, just thinking everything's hilarious that's happening. They're just like commentating it. They're commentating it as it occurs and they're just getting a lot of joy out of it, especially when she says he's like a statue and they're like, oh, damn, like. (laughs) <laughs> shut down. He's being pulled into her, into her world, and just completely shut down. <gasps> I I do love that interaction. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the storyline that we're going with in terms of. And also, Beck read this as an advanced copy too, so she she was no, like, no, I read it, I read it as an arc, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she read it, um, and. Yeah, so we've got Monty. She has gone to college um, and unfortunately her ex-boyfriend has also showed up at this college and she's not really sure at the start whether that is a coincidence or he has followed her there. He has been doing some very creepy stuff. So she's kind of leaning towards the second but also, and I guess this is a little bit of, you know, a reflection on society as well in terms of she doesn't want to be seen as overreacting or, you know, she's to some extent feels like it could be her fault. Maybe she let him on. Maybe she didn't, wasn't clear enough, you know, and um, as such, she kind of downplays a lot of the stuff that's going on with him. But anyway. goes on a lot in life in general. Like we're taught as girls that we need to be polite and accommodating and so we do kind of rationalize those things away which was important like I wanted to kind of get that across in the book that she does that for a reason because that's what we're told to do I know because looking from the outside in you'd be like well why wouldn't she say something why wouldn't she but you know when you're in a situation like that it's very it is very difficult because yeah you it is it's a lot of society's expectations and not even just that but little comments from people as well that can really affect the way that your mindset goes in terms of like oh well maybe you know for her she was lucky that she had some really strong girlfriends and even west and his friends that were kind of there backing her up the whole time going you don't believe that. You don't believe it's just a coincidence. Like you can't believe that, that sort of thing. But I'm sure there's plenty of people in there that have people in their lives that are like, oh, you know, maybe you're overreacting to this or whatever. 
And those little comments are probably the most harmful of all, right? Because that's when you start getting the doubt in your own mind about whether, you know, you are overreacting and, you know, maybe you shouldn't say something and whatnot. And then it can lead to some really dangerous situations. Yeah. Spoiler. She was not overreacting. (laughs) Spoiler <laughs> alert. Well, it would be, I she mean, really what, what story would we have? Like, no exactly. <laughs> if he just quietly went away. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, no, I actually did just end up here by coincidence. They kissed um, him and lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A one-chapter book. <laughs> um, her relationship with Wes throughout the book is really enjoyable to read how it progresses because he has always been the player uh literally and figuratively he's like I am all for basketball you know that is my life I've been focused on you know getting into the NBA um that is above all else and on the other side of things he's like my parents didn't have a good relationship I don't believe in relationships you know I'm just here for a little bit of casual fun But the funny part about it is that his relationship with Monty is the opposite because she's kind of like, well, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to get my heart broken. And he's kind of like, well, maybe we should fake date more seriously. And, you know, maybe we need to spend more time together. And it's like the, the opposite of what he would normally be going for. And I think his friend group also makes that really enjoyable because they get a really good laugh out of his is changing character as well throughout the book. One of my, one of the best parts I think is when she goes for coffee with Alec and West realizes what her real name is. And he just never thought to question why her name was Monty or even say, Oh, that's an unusual name. Um, and he's like, who's Emily Montgomery? I oh, know. I remember. <laughs> Like, who, who is that? And then Alex, like, how dare you? You don't even know her. Calling you that. I I did like that. But I also did like the first time they got together. Um, You know, it was at the basketball house. There was some drinking involved. And then, you know, they progressed their relationship on that night in quite a steamy way. Um. But as it does, you know, unfortunately, the next day she overhears him having a conversation with his mum where he basically is like, yeah, no, she doesn't mean anything to me. She's she's just a friend and basketball will always come first. So immediately she's just like shut down. I'm going away from that. Um, And he's like, I think we're ready to progress our relationship to the next level. So... (laughs) We have a little bit of miscommunication at that point. He's like, why is she backing off from me? I'm ready to I'm ready to go forth with this relationship now. Um, so that that kind of back and forth is really funny. And I do, but I did like that it didn't go on for too long. Like when they eventually got the state, like the chance to actually have a conversation that they cleared it up and they were like, oh, you want this. Well, I also want that. So this will work out really well. <laughs> and then they, you know, get together and um, live happily ever after. No, not really. There is. <laughs> there As, is an author, that. As an author, I get so nervous about the miscommun- miscommunication trope because 
like everywhere on Bookstagram in particular and BookTok, like readers hate the miscommunication trope. It's up there with accidental pregnancy. And obviously <laughs> everyone has different tastes, but it just was like, I was so nervous about using it because I think, yeah, it's it can be so maligned. But um, that's why it was wrapped up quickly. And then we've got other conflict to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it is It is a tough one, miscommunication trait. But, I mean, it's probably the most realistic one, right, because in real life people often don't have those open communications and, like, you might find that when they did actually have the chance to have a conversation because they were both a little bit butthurt, he might have been like a bit upset about the fact she'd been ghosting him and she was upset about the fact that he said what he said, that instead of just coming out and being like, this is what we want, they both could have just continued to be like, well, you know, I'm really pissed off so I'm just going to, you know, keep putting the blame on you or whatever. Yeah. And you know those early days of relationships when everyone's on their best behavior? Yeah. Nobody wants to look too keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it out there first that they like the other one. And especially because of his background as well, like it would be understandable for him to not be as open as he wanted to. So I think it was helpful that she kind of came in and was like, "Uh, I heard what you said and then it was easily communicated from there. In my mind, they were um, Nathan and Haley from One Tree Hill. So in my mind, that was <laughs> Naley for me. <laughs> you know, I love One Tree Hill. Like I love Same. it. And I think it's just naturally like I've just absorbed it. And like I never, never in my mind was I like, oh, One Tree Hill, Nathan, Haley, Lucas, Peyton, none of that when I was writing this. And then I think it was a couple of months ago, someone did a um, a video on TikTok and comparing it to One Tree Hill. And I was like, oh, my God, I, like I've made it. This is amazing. It was incredible. But, yeah. but like I never intended it to be like a One Tree Hill tribute when I wrote it. I um I seen on TikTok yesterday actually that it came the scene where Nathan comes into the kitchen and tells Haley he finally made it pro. And I was like, oh, I love this scene. I forgot about this one. And like, I'm like every, with every scene. Yeah, like everything they went through. And then so in my mind while I was reading this, it was Nathan and Haley in my head because she was like, because Monty's, you know, she she's, She's right into the writing. And yeah, everything. she's into yeah. writing and stuff. In my mind, like, that's Haley. Like mm. she's, you know, and that's, that's kind of similar because Nathan was getting something out of it. He needed the tutoring. Haley, <laughs> I guess she was kind of forced to, but, you know, <laughs> it worked out well in the end. And they also had their dramas. <laughs> as well. They did. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> I like really like the dynamic as well between his friends and her friends because, and obviously if you read on with the next books and who they involve, they do involve some of each other's friends. Um, so you're kind of just like noticing little things between them happening and picking up on them and going, mm, I wonder what that's going to lead to or what happened there. So I do like when when you get to see their friends' storylines you know, in future books, I always, you know, because otherwise you're just left wondering, like, what did they get up to? Where are they? So it's good that happens. And it obviously. A a, it's a bit yeah. of a pretty package that it's like three 
girlfriends and three boyfriends. But totally coincidental, though. Totally coincidental. And you know, you're thrown together. They're in college. Stuff happens. I, it but does also, happen. You know, I also just think I'm a sucker for a happily ever after. Also, they're hot basketball players, and so you know, understandable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. And so obviously there's a big dramatic finale, um, which we'll, we won't talk about. We'll let everybody read because I think you need to get the impact of that in the, in the act, in reading it all happen and play out. Um, but of course we have a happily ever after or a happily, yeah, ever after at that point. Um, and they do move in with each other but I do like the fact that he's like do you want to move into the basketball house <laughs> how romantic like, um, come live with me and like eight sweaty boys and all of and, and share a bathroom with one of them as well <laughs> I'm like yes love it but also like realistic because I feel like if it would have been like hey let's get our own place like no you're in college you can't afford that okay just deal with it move into the basketball house that's where it that's where your reality is at the moment. Um, but yeah, I did. I love the ending and also I love them as a couple. They're so cute together. Yeah. It's Naily. Yeah. <laughs> or we could call them Wanty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, you were onto something. Hashtag Wanty. Yeah. I'm oh, going to get that no. on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Now we're hitting you with the hard questions. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, what got you into writing? Oh, I've always been a writer since I was a kid. I um, used to write stories. I think the first series I ever wrote, I was like 13 maybe, and it was literally just about girls kissing boys. And I think each book, book, I say in quotes, was um, like a different girl's name and there was like Olivia who was a surfer so she just like hung out at the beach and caught waves and kissed boys um, so I've just been doing it forever and then my auntie actually years ago gave us we made a time capsule when we were little with my cousins my sister and I and she pulled it out and I wrote my name's Eloise I'm 11 years old when I grow up I want to be a writer or a photographer and oh, like that's cool can't take a picture to save my life but um <laughs> even back then I guess I kind of knew and I've always been writing and then it just kind of grew from there I took it seriously when I had my first baby he's five now but I started writing and took some writing courses and stuff um when I was on maternity leave with him and just needed like a bit of a creative outlet um and then yeah it just grew from there that's awesome I love that it was in a time capsule like yeah. that's a total like like storyline of itself and I feel like you could just write yourself into a story now of you kissing boys uh, you know, it was people ask me a lot a lot just talking about writing your own story it's grown men to ask me if the sex scenes in my book are autobiographical and like, that's what they ask yes I've been asked that three times now I reckon that's just yeah yeah it's always men and then they they always ask what my husband thinks about me writing spicy books. He doesn't give a damn. Like he's like, go for it, go for your life. But like, can you imagine the breach of like intimacy if I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just like write this word for word. <laughs> Actually, I had my computer out whilst we were doing it, just to make sure I didn't miss 
any things. <laughs> Just one sec, doll. Uh, can you yeah. tell me if you're feeling it from the bottom of your spine? <laughs> Are your balls tingling? <laughs> no? Okay. They tightened. Oh, okay. I've got to do a better job. Okay. <laughs> Um, now what can we expect from book three so book three is a ride Um, obviously it's Imogen and Bant and Imogen is a firecracker she's she's just like she's a tough nut to crack she's been hurt a lot and so she kind of runs Bant through the ringer but he likes it obviously Um, and I did I did worry initially when I was writing it about how she would be received because I think in the, I don't want to spoil too much, but in this, she's the one that messes up instead of him messing up and she's the one that has to grovel instead of oh, him. Oh, good. I love that. And so um, I did worry about like how, because like as readers, we're much more forgiving of a man that screws up, obviously. This is true. We're probably a bit harder on our own sex. So um, I did worry about how likable and redeemable she is, but I've been assured by early readers she's very likable and relatable and redeemable. She just... Um, you know, protects her heart quite fiercely because she's been hurt a lot and doesn't open up very easily because she's been hurt a lot. So he has to do a lot of the hard work and, um, yeah, she kind of hurts him by pushing him away a bit too hard. So I love this one and I actually went into this, Bant probably would have been third if I was ranking West, Van and Bant in, like, my favourite order. Um, And now he's easily my favourite. I do love Bant from like in book one in terms of just how like playful and cheeky he is. Um, And I already love Imogen. So I don't think I'll have any problem loving her even when she messes up. So (laughs) I'm I'm here for that, that side of things as well, because it is quite common in most books that it's the, it is the male that does the messing up. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be really, really cool. I mean, she's consistent throughout the whole book because it's reverse grumpy sunshine. So she's like, she's really grumpy the whole way through, pushing him away the whole way through. So it's not a super surprise when she eventually does it for good. But, um, yeah, no, I'm glad she's got a fan in you. She's got at least one fan. <laughs> she does. She has a fan in me. I already loved it because she's such a loyal friend and you just know that at that point, like, you can tell a lot by a person, I mean, this is a fictional character, but I'm just saying like in real life by how they are, you know, in certain aspects of their life that even if they do things outside of that, you just know that it's not within their normal character or there's a purpose or a reason that they've done that. Yeah. And there is definitely a reason behind why she does it. Like I think or I hope as sad as it is that a lot of girls can relate to being kind of screwed over by a guy in the past that you thought was into you and then he's cheated on you or something like that or you know you've um you're bonding over texts or dating or whatever and then suddenly he goes to you things like that like I feel like a lot of us can relate to that yeah so I hope she's relatable for that reason as well but yeah she does she brings her back in the end I had a lot of that when I was in high school just like my heart just always was broken because the guy, but the guy never knew that I liked him, but he would go and get a girlfriend. I'd be like, well, broke my heart. How dare he? (laughs) How dare he when he had no idea? (laughs) I've had my heart broken by a lot of fictional boyfriends and, you know, like they haven't shown up for me in situations. (laughs) So, you know, a bit rude, but whatever. Despite that, book boyfriends still do it better. 
They, they do. They do. <laughs> They're allowed to mess up. It's fine. Yeah. We just look at their abs and all is forgiven. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> or their gray sweatpants. Oh. oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. What? Um, and I know you're probably just like finalizing this one. So you're like, seriously, get off my back. But what will you be working on after defending the player? What's your next move after that? This is a good question. So I went and ruined my publishing schedule by having a baby. Oh, so um, inconvenient. I know. He's five months old and I'm obsessed with him, but he is like a massive time waster and also a bit of a creative creativity stealer. Like yeah. it's really hard to be creative when I'm like, okay, he's napping. I've got two hours. Yes. I'm on, um, the, I'm on the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> But I do have, I've been working on a rock star romance. Um, so that's in the works. And I'm hoping. I love a good rock star romance. It's hopefully going to have a Lenny Kaufman cover. So I don't know if you know Lenny. I don't. The icebreaker. I'm going to have a look right now. So the ice, you know, icebreaker that was like a massive smash. She did that cover. Okay. Okay. Mm, the only one that comes up for me, I'm pretty sure it's right him. So let's. Um... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I need to Google it now to see Ellie and I. Yeah, no, this is the guy that <laughs> I'm like, oh, is it an age gap? <laughs> no, is Lenny Kaufman the cover designer? Yes. Lenny Kaufman's the cover designer, not the cover I know. model. <laughs> These are, this, is, this is what should come up. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh-huh. Okay. She does okay. An illustrated cover. She does. There's an she illustrated cover. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rockstar Romance, but it's gonna be a little bit different. It's um, you know how Rockstar Romances are typically like there's a lot of addiction issues or egos going on or that kind of stuff. I think he's gonna be a bit of a golden retriever rock star. Oh a nice twist. Um, and she they've already written their meet cute. She gets dumped right before the concert, so holds up a sign at the concert that says men are trash and that tickles his fancy. I love that. I love that. That's a great, that's a great meet cute. Yep. So they, yeah, he calls her backstage. They bond. Oh, she gets a tap on the shoulder. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, don't we all, like, have, at some point we all fantasise about, like, going to a concert and getting pulled out of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Um, so I've got that. And then I've also got a fake dating millionaire romance on the go. Ooh. So he, um, yeah, he's a billionaire running a company and he needs a date to his brother's wedding in Turks and Caicos. So destination wedding. Um, oh my goodness. What an awesome gig. What yeah. An awesome gig and she get. actually runs a company that's like dates for hire, not <laughs> sex for hire, dates for hire. Dates for hire. Yep. Um, and so they do a fake dating scenario because he wants his family off his back and his ex who cheated on him tried to cheat on him with his brother, the groom, is that the way? Oh, wow. Oh, she seems classy. Mm. Yeah. She's awful. She's a great villain, though. Great villain. <laughs> so both of those are on the go. When they will come out, I don't know. I'm hoping by the end of the year, but I find that may be doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Either way, I'm I'm well on board for the stories already. Thank you. I'll make sure it hits your inbox the second it's done. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll read it. 100%. Okay. Now, uh, you've recently just announced you're going to be attending BABE this year. So that's exciting. And are you planning on doing any other events? 
Um, I'd like to. I yeah, but get, getting the invite to Babe was like the highlight of my year, and I can say that because my baby was born last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But I'm so excited to do it. So it'll be my first like author event. Yep. I don't know. That's you awesome. Need, you need to give me ideas for what I should have for like merch. What I need to have on my table. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm thinking of getting my cover models. So Andy. Tyler and Lockie and like getting cardboard cutouts of them. Yes. So they have to be like half body because they're you know, <laughs> half pictures and putting them on the table. Cause like abs surely will just draw romance. Mm. I think that's definitely a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And Lockie <laughs> will I mean, be there. Love- Lockie will be it, babe. Yeah, I know. So I think Andy will too. Oh, Andy is too. Yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Lockie and Andy have to be on the most romance covers in uh, a lot. Like they're everywhere. A lot of covers, but they're I mean, very popular. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they be? They've got exactly. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I'd love to definitely do more events and stuff this year and next year, maybe go overseas. I get a lot of DMs of people asking me to come to the US. Yes. Um, so I'd love to do that. Yeah. I saw just like the this last weekend, Readers Take Denver was on. It looked like a really cool event. There were panels and there was a Passion Flicks panel and a TikTok panel and it looked really fun. Passion Flicks one would be amazing. Oh my goodness, right? Yeah, because um Tosca Musk was there and I don't I couldn't see in the picture, but it possibly like some of the actors. That's it looked like maybe we're on the stage um from from things, but yeah, it I think it'd be a really cool panel to be a part of. Yeah. It's a shame we live so far away. Oh, I know. But also a good excuse for a holiday. Absolutely. <laughs> I really want to go to Love and Vegas, actually. Yes, same. That one looks really fun. That looks amazing. Monica James, I just, like, live vicariously through her. Oh, my goodness. Instagram. She does she all the events. Everything. Yeah, she goes to everything, and she gets invited to them all, and I'm just like, oh, you live in my dream. Oh, I know. She And she always looks like she has so much fun there, too. I feel like she's a, It's funny because I feel like she's the nicest author on the internet. Oh, really? Yeah, like she's lucky. so lovely. Lucky Carey is like the nicest boy on the internet. He just seems so lovely. You know, we're hoping that our table will be right near Michelle's table. So um, <laughs> just that'd be good. You know just what I'm saying? Because. Just because. Just no just reason. In case like they need help with like, Listening you know, there. taking a shirt off or something. I don't know. Like, you know. We would be helpful. We, we wouldn't be, so- be at our own table, but like, we yeah. like they might need someone to eat lunch with so they don't get lonely. They might. Well, our our personal trainer is actually one of Michelle's models, so he will be there. And he has said he's like, I are we going to be sitting next to each other because like, I feel like I need someone I know there. And I'm like, look, we can only hope. <laughs> I have so many questions, starting with one: who's your personal trainer, and two: how do you focus? <laughs> uh his name's Kyle and um I mean I've known him right from when he was like oh my god no now I'm showing my age since he was a baby he was 19 um not literally a baby he was 19 <laughs> he looked like a baby he still looks the same but he's like yeah um to look him up I'll bring and... him up I'll bring him up for you he was actually we went we just got back from the gym and he was there he's like hi ladies and we're like hello if you were a chair, what celebrity would you want to sit in you and what chair would you be? <laughs> I would be like a recliner, like a lazy boy. 
Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's like comfort over cuteness. Obviously. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who all I can think about is who I wouldn't want to sit on me. And it's <laughs> such a controversial answer. It will annoy all of Book Talk. Oh, who is it? Oh, yeah, go for it. Is Henry it Henry Cavill? Cavill? Mm. I knew it. I oh, knew it was stop. Henry, Henry Cavill. Stop with the Henry Cavill. He's You're everywhere. breaking my heart. <laughs> Have you heard well, the things that he said about, like, Me Too and stuff? No, I haven't. No, okay. Well, you, I'm, I'm not going to repeat well, it. We'll so. leave that for Amanda to look up. Yeah, you can go look that up. Anyway, no, he's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. He's gorgeous. But he's everywhere and he gets fan casters, everyone. And, like, there are people out there that want him in, like, you know, the Akatar, Sarah Jamas thing. Mm-hmm. They want him in every role. And it's just like, can we just put, can we just, can we bench Henry Cavill? Um, I love Theo James. I would like him to sit in my lazy, as me, on me, as a lazy boy. Theo James, you know. As um, me, on me. As me, on me. Just <laughs> in my comfort. As me, on me. All of <laughs> on me. On my person. Covered um, in Theo James. Yep. I think he, I just fell in love with him as four. Mm. We've we've been involved ever since. <laughs> he doesn't know we're involved. We are fake dating. It's like my high school he crushes. Yeah. They didn't know, yeah. He doesn't know that we are intimately involved, but we are. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. My husband's fine with it. Don't worry about it, Theo. <laughs> if you could pick one character from a book you have read, who would you be? Oh my gosh. I know it's a tough one. Oh my gosh. That's a really hard question and I don't have a good answer. Let me think. All I can think about is the books that got me into reading mm-hmm. and a lot of Americans probably won't know them, but Tomorrow When the War Began series. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. And I loved Ellie and our name's nearly the same because people call me Elle. So um, I loved her, but like, would I want to be in that book? Hell no, because it's like Australia's being invaded and they're like on the run from like soldiers and they're at war. They're like guerrilla soldiers. So like, I don't want to be in that book, but that's <laughs> all I can think about. But I'm going to lose sleep you know, over this tonight. Adrenaline, you know. Yeah, I, I'm going to lose sleep over this tonight. I'm going to be laying in bed and I'm about to be full asleep. I'm going to be, that was such a better answer, you idiot. Well, what you can do is when we post this episode link in your Facebook group, just like comment on it and be like, my new answer that I came up with at 3 a.m. is this, and then that'll be fine. It's okay. like your redemption mm. arc. Why do I keep coming up with things like like non-answers to your questions? <laughs> like I don't want Henry Cavill to sit on me and I don't want to be Ellie in Tomorrow When the War Began. I'm nailing this. Is this the best interview you've yeah, ever that, done? Yeah, they're not the questions we said, who would you want to be? <laughs> who do you not want to be? Um, oh, wait, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad you're not going to lose sleep over it. Go. <laughs> it's not very glamorous. I would be Elizabeth Bennett in Pride and Prejudice because Mr. Darcy is the ultimate man. <laughs> Mr. I feel like you should speak to Skylar Mason. Okay, I don't know yeah. if you've seen seen her on TikTok. She, um, she is Darcy obsessed with Mr. Darcy. Oh, my. We're also involved. Yeah. <laughs> you can hand flinch over me any day. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'd have to be Penn from Academy of Stardom. Hmm. I haven't I read it. Oh, oh, you need to. You need to. Dax could just go to town on me again he doesn't realize we're together as well like although I don't know I mean I keep telling I keep telling B to like write a novella where Dax leaves the polyamorous relationship and him and I (laughs) 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 but she won't do it 
I love it. It's like a choose your own adventure. Why won't she do it? I know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the future of authoring, of like taking commissions where you write people into like. You that's know, like a great chat. idea. That is a great yeah, choose idea. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. If you if you are Rebecca, go to page. And you don't even have to like change the storyline. What you could do is be like, well, Dax had a relationship with her before this played no. out. We are endgame. Oh, dear God. No, you're not. <laughs> what are you doing? Dax like the happy ever after. I am endgame with Dax. <laughs> Excuse you. Before. <laughs> no, what? Then I'm heartbroken for the rest of my life. <laughs> It appears so. He went on to star in the book. Oh, my God. It appears so. (laughs) Okay. What would be your superpower? Oh, you know what? This is such, again, a silly answer. I would like to be able to fly, but I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, same. I often have dreams. I don't think you'd be afraid of heights, though. Like, because you you wouldn't ever fall. Yeah, because you would fly. So then there'll be be nothing to be afraid of anymore. I also think maybe I'd like to be able to read minds, but then I also think ignorance is bliss. So I think sometimes I'm yeah, not- I wouldn't be able to because, like, I would be far too sensitive to all the things people would say about me in their head, and I'd be like, no, nah, I can't do it. And I'd probably just end up like an emotional wreck. So Yeah, nah. I wouldn't get out of bed. Yeah, no, neither. I'd be like, make the voices stop. <laughs> literally, literally. And I I often have dreams where I'm flying, and but when, in my dreams, like, when I fly, I fly doing breaststroke. And so, like, if the faster that I go, the higher that I go. And the slower that I go, like. the, like, worst stroke to do? Like, that is the worst. I don't know, like, because when you glide. It might be easier in the air, though, actually. It's, yeah, it's well, there's giving, no resistance, yeah. like, in a pool. It's giving Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know, when they're fly, floating. Well, I do the like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, though. <laughs> I, I mean, what's not to love about a chocolate factory, but right, she doesn't. She doesn't love it. She's a hater of the story in general, and she says horrible, horrible, nasty things about it. Like what? Like Willy Wonka's actually a pedophile. Mm-hmm. He's taking all them children to murder them all. Mm, you could be onto something. I know that could actually. I don't know how you'd tie it into a romance, but it definitely make a dark retelling of something. Mm. You have to do them. You'd have to age them up. Yeah, they'd have to be like college kids or something. Yeah, and then like Veruca and what's his name would have to like fall in love and then like take on the pedophile. It could be like a Halloween retelling really of like, yeah, college kids, (laughs) like a Fright Night type of situation. Amanda's rolling her eyes. I am. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about it because in – Every way that her story ends, Willy Wonka. Amanda, I actually just, we get asked so many times, are we going to write a book? Yes, we are. You've heard it here first, readers. Amanda and I are writing this dark retelling. It's happening. I refuse to write it. I refuse to write (laughs) Willy Wonka in that capacity. Epic. Can I please have an arc? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can have an arc. Thank you. (laughs) We'll let you know once we uh, are. We might need some beta readers too. Yep, done. (laughs) Love it. You know it's okay. going to be epic. <laughs> She's and that could be dark as shit. Like, yeah, embrace the chaos. How did the Oompa Loompas play in? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> it's happening. 
season season seven we'll give you an update on our writing journey i can already see the cover in my mind can you can you that's interesting i I personally can't wait (laughs) please as soon as we're done start writing i think i might i've got a lot of time on my hands (laughs) i'm gonna start flooding Now, I'm sorry about this question because I feel like it's another one that might have you up at night thinking about what your answer is going to be. If your life had a theme song at the moment, what would it be? Sorry. Something about sleep. No. Well, Um, what it wouldn't be is. (laughs) What it wouldn't be. It would be anything by Shawn Mendes or... um, Oh my god! Remember, I warned you at the start that I would forget things mid-sentence. Anything by Sean Mendes or James Arthur? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I do oh, love, I do love them. Yeah. I listen to both of them writing when I'm writing because yes. they make me emotional and make like make me feel things. Yeah. Um, so anything by either of them would be my theme song. I'm happy we, with that. Yeah. We couldn't listen to them, Amanda, while we're plotting this. We'd need something darker. Yeah, you do. I'll get the playlist sorted. If you need to get angry, just do Lemonade by Beyonce. She's so angry on that Yeah, album. that's a great, that is a great angry song, <laughs> actually. That whole album is yeah. so, so angry. So much emotion. She's so cranky. Yeah. I mean, I'd be cranky too if my less than attractive husband cheated on me. True. Lovers don't come for me. I'm scared. Oh, my God. Okay. If you were a potato, how would you want to be cooked? I want to be chips every day of the week. Every time. I want to be mm. deep fried. But it would be close second to mashed. Oh, yeah, mashed potato is like ultimate. I, I Actually, where we went, we went to a pub in Bondi on Friday and the chips there, they were like steak cut. I don't even know what seasoning was on them. And the aioli was just, they were so good. I was tempted to fly to Sydney when I was pregnant purely because I saw on Instagram a video of a pub there that does nacho chips and it was like this full bucket thing and, like, you squeeze the can and the bottom of the can empties all the toppings on top of the chips. And Prego Me was like, it's justifiable to fly to Sydney to eat these. 100%. It is. A cheap flight, just day in, you know, in and out. Yeah. I like am really craving cheese fries, but like a proper mm. American cheese fry, like not an Australian cheese fry, like a proper American with like the jack cheese and like smothered in the ranch dressing with mm. some shallots, oh, bacon. When I was pregnant, all Texas. I wanted was that American, that runny yellow American cheese. We yep. can't get it here. You can get it at Costco. Jack I cheese. buy it at Costco. And it comes in like. I mean, you've just blown her mind. She can't say anything for a while now. She's still getting on board with what's happening. And it is so amazing. Like, it's so, and it's quite versatile. Like, we use it on the nachos. Like, it comes out thick, but then you heat it up and it goes like super, like, runny. And then um, the other day, I thought for funsies, I'd do it like under my grated cheese layer on my lasagna. And it was amazing. Mm. Mm. Can I come over for dinner? I'll send you the picture of it. It's so good. Thank you. It's That's so amazing. Good. They also do a cheesecake at like from the Cheesecake Factory at Costco as well. You can get like a full boxed cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory in America. It's a cheesecake Factory, yeah, and it's already cut up. Yeah. But you can pull out individual slices. Mm-hmm. Making me so hungry. 
So yeah, good. sorry about that. A lot of our <laughs> a lot of our discussions end up about food. <laughs> when um when we were in Texas, there's a place there called Snuffers. I don't know if it's still there, but it was the they claimed it to be the birthplace of cheese fries. And oh my god, they are so good. And like and then you can, you know, you can customize it and add all different things, but just the original cheese fries, it's like amazing um what kind of things could you add you could add like if you wanted to have like the chili con carne like mincy stuff or um different types of meat toppings but I would just get like yeah the basic cheese bacon ranch yum they they used to have them at the movies here in Australia there was some one of the movie friends like companies did nachos that were like the corn chips in the drizzled like American cheese Mm. Mm. well I'll send you this one and then you can you know you get it from the fridge section love it (laughs) (laughs) we're just so much full of information I know know. this episode this has changed my life (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for joining us um I mean you were our you were our final guest of the season which I feel is special as well um and everyone can go and grab your books if they haven't already. You can stalk Eloise. We'll put all of her links in the description and you can catch us again next season, which will start around early May. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We've had a ball. So fun.